Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Dude, I had an awesome victory this last week. Really? Yeah, so me and my wife went on a date night on Thursday, and and... Because of that, I had these shirts that I she'd bought me for for Christmas. It was they were like awesome looking shirts, and uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna try them on. So, what happened uh, when she bought them for you for Christmas? I didn't fit in them. <laughs> oh no! It was like it was like I almost fit, but it was like oh, that button is just a little. <laughs> okay, can I tell you a funny story? Yeah, go for it. So I had bought these shirts online from Kohl's, like, and this is years and years and years and years ago. And they were really cool shirts, but I was a little too big for them. But I decided to w- wear it one Sunday, right? Little have I told too big. You? No, you haven't. And uh, but I'm already like, and the I'm, story. I'm I'm preaching, and we have like a family that just joined the church plan, and they had been there three or four times. You know, yeah. they're starting to dial in. They were front row family, which was fantastic. I love front row families. And um and uh, I'm preaching, and I'm getting into it, and I'm going, and all of a sudden the top button comes, <laughs> ping, <laughs> pinging off, button. and it hit. It was. And uh, and it hits the uh, the oldest boy in the forehead. <laughs> Needless to say, my sermon was done at that point. We just packed up and we're like, you know what? Someone needs a diet. We're good. And I'm happy to say, after six years, I have not successfully engaged in any dieting. So well done. Well, well done. congratulations. You were consistent. But I still have those shirts. Um, the uh, the hope for shirts. Yeah. You know, um, the hope for shirts. I have them hanging in my closet. That one day. Um, maybe I'll be buried in them. I don't know. That you never, don't because know. they can cut the back out and just do the <laughs> right, right. It's like right, it's up to like your belly button, and it's like it's good enough, and it barely fits the size. Exactly, it's <laughs> awesome. So anyway, so I, so she had these two shirts. I still have a shirt from London that I bought when me and Gabe went years ago. London's called that. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I want to get in this shirt, and so someday, someday. But the victory was I put that shirt on and I had room. It wasn't like I just, I wasn't like suck it in like, Oh, that works. It looks good. But it's like, I had room. I was like, what is going on? And uh, my buddy Nathan has been, uh, has been helping me. uh, I think last October he was like, Hey Bill, uh, do you mind if I train you? And I was like, I'm that fat, aren't I? (laughs) Was was that like a backhanded compliment? Like, Hey, you're kind of uh, on a trail to diabetes or <laughs> yeah. a heart attack. Can I help? Diabetes. It's like Wolford Brimley walked in and said, this is my friend Bill. He's, he's got the beaties. He's got diabetes. <laughs> so No, well, we're not making a joke about that. No Let's way, be no honest. Way. We are not making a joke about that. And so if you or someone you know is struggling with that, um, it is a beatdown, and I totally get it. Absolutely. So um, I just I guess I was referring to, like, I was on the bad road of – Whatever the diabetes are that you would right. like that are that are health related diabetes. I think that road is called carbs. Carbs, it probably is. So, so he, yeah. So last October he started training me, and I was kind of half into it. Like I wanted to. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. And then you know, you you know how you are when you go to the gym. Two weeks, you're like, things are great, but everything's sore. Right. Everyone's like, you're gonna get through this. And then you're like, man, it's Thanksgiving, and everything looks amazing. And then Christmas <laughs> cookies come out and sabotage everything. Yes. And, and then, then Girl Scout cookies right after that sabotage everything. Yes, and so so, so you, funny <sighs> to say, the uh, actual uh, impetus of the song "Sabotage" by Beastie Boys, yeah, was Girl Scout cookies. I don't know; it's kind of a random fact. You can look it up. You can Wikipedia it. It'll be <laughs> up there later on when we change Wikipedia. <laughs> 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 
Colin, oh, yeah, it's a sabotage. It's just like G U R L Scout. Like, yeah, me and Travis, we rewrote that. So, but, uh, but, so, so, anyways, going back to the story, I was so pumped because, because I had been, I've been keeping this up for a while and eating good and watching my calories and kind of, you know, I'm on the right app and, you know, working out, you know, three times a week and trying nice. to walk, all that kind of stuff. Nice. And I finally saw some success. Now, from the scale, I didn't think it was much success, but I mean, but when I looked at it and I put on that shirt, it changed everything. And I was oh. like, and then it drove me to want to do more. And so I was, I was thinking about this, this consistency, consistency thing. Easy for you to say. I know, right? Got the thimpy. And, uh, <laughs> And, you know, and, and it, it made me also think about there's this movie out in the 90s, I think 93. Uh, I remember going to the theaters with my friend John, and uh, we were, it was like snowstorm crazy, and there was no one else in the theaters. And we're like, oh, what's on? Like, oh, the movie Alive. And we're like, oh, we'll go because it's a, a movie. That's a happy one. Yeah, you're like a teenager. You're like, oh, I can go to the movies by myself with my friend. We walk over to the movies, right. and we, we watch this movie Alive. In the whole movie, I don't know if you know the know the story of the movie, but I, I'm vaguely familiar. With vaguely it. familiar. Why don't you update us, Bill? So, anyways, it, it's been what twenty six years, something like that. Yeah. And isn't this about an event that happened in the seventies? Yes. So now we're talking fifty years ago or something right. like that. So, anyways, the whole story of the movie Alive is is this. Uh, I think they're from Uruguay. I can't remember where they are, but there's a group that that chartered a plane and a plane uh, soccer crashed, team, soccer team, or like a rugby team. They right. they crashed in the the Andes Mountains. Wow. And uh, and the plane obviously is destroyed, and so people people are dead. And then th- they go from there to like you st- you go through this whole story where eventually, sadly, they had to actually eat eat some of their friends uh, because they were there for like seventy two days. Right. But the, one of the main characters, his name was Fernando. They called him Nando. And uh, and Nando during the movie, yeah, he kind of was leading the charge with somebody else about trying to continue to keep hopes up to keep people alive and if you read the real story about about it you you begin to see the story from from this guy nando who who basically makes the statement that that uh, you know so it's like the the plane crashes and then like eight or ten days later there's an avalanche and like people get buried eight more people die in the avalanche right and then from there it was like they, they they lived and they were on the on the uh, uh, on this mountain for like 61 days with no hope and they were they were having to 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 forage for whatever they could they were melting water with tin foil and all this kind of it was just crazy what they were doing trying to stay alive but they were surviving they were surviving and so so long story short at the very end of it all about 16 of these people were were left alive well Nando and one other guy I can't remember his name had to they basically said we're never going to get off here if we don't get up and try to find help. So, could you imagine that? Like, just for a second, could no, you imagine me. like the, the, that internal struggle of like being safe where we're at, but realizing there is nothing here for us? Yes. Like, like at this point, no one is looking for us anymore. We're eventually, yeah. Everyone figured everyone's dead. We're right. all gone. I mean, and we're there's talking. no planes going overhead. Nothing. You're you're up yeah. in the and guess what's coming. Winter. Yeah, it's going to continue Thrones to get fans, bad. Winter's coming. Winter's the coming. The Night Walker is on his way. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hope not. That would have been even worse. And so so, anyway, so, so day 61, he decides with, his, with, his, with one of his friends to trek down the mountain to find help. So they, they eventually, uh, day like 71, they find help. So ten days, ten they were days walking. They were walking, and so and they didn't be, even know where they were going. They just knew go down, go down. That was it. Like they just had to trek. And and if you read his story, and I'm gonna I'm paraphrasing now, but he talks about this idea that he couldn't look at the future. He couldn't look at the past. He had to look at the immediate moment, at the current moment. He said when when they were covered in the avalanche, his only thought was, 
keep breathing and dig out. And then he was like, let me assess, see where I'm at, see who's alive, collect our, collect what, what we have left. In the very beginning, he did that. And then, then the avalanche happened, and it was, I couldn't think about tomorrow. I couldn't think about two hours from now. I had to think about this moment right now. And then when he left to go on this 10-day trek, he said, I wasn't thinking about how long I had to go. It was the next step. And then I take the next step. And if he wasn't consistent in that, they honestly would have never lived. Right. Because he would have been hopeless. But it wasn't the big picture. It was, man, they, sometimes here on the podcast, we talk about the big picture, which is right. good. Right. We talk about known legacy. We talk about the horizon. We talk about, you know, the impact you can have over not just this yeah, generation, yeah, but yeah, generations yeah. to come. And what you're saying is um, maybe maybe sometimes we can fool ourselves or disqualify ourselves because we feel like the distant horizon is so far away. There's no way we could ever get Never there because get there. I messed up a few seconds ago. Yes. And so I'll just give up. I'll just give it. In fact, yeah. John McCain had a very similar story when he was in uh, 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 Vietnam, not World War II, mm. Vietnam, and he was in the prison camp, and he they talked about, and I believe it was him, maybe if not him, someone else. I think you're right. I think I've go and, for it. Uh, and he was talking about like who, 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 what determines survival or non-survival, mm-hmm. and he goes, the guys that would come in with this hope that they would be rescued by Easter, or they'd be rescued in a month, or they would be rescued by whatever date they defined yeah. as success. Um, those guys would inevitably hit that date and they would have two or three of those false hopes. And, th- and that's the language I'm going to use, false hopes mm. that they had erected. And when they didn't hit that false hope, they lost hope and they were the ones that eventually would give up yeah. and just succumb to the situations. And, and John McCain, very similar to Nando, he said, he said uh, my job was to survive the day. Yeah. Like he would wake up and say, I need to survive today. So when he was in isolation, when he was being beaten, when he was being tortured, when he was being destroyed as a human being, mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, all of it, his, his, so it was that consistency for him of saying, today I wake up and I I have to do what I need to do today to survive. Yeah. Um, And I think there's, there's that, that gift. If you want to get to the horizon, um, live a consistent, small step towards that horizon and over a long period of time things will change well, is yeah, that kind of what yeah, you're saying th- that's exactly you know i had a conversation uh with with a, a gentleman uh, from my church last week been married 45 years wow kudos I, to him yeah and i thought it was incredible he's an amazing man, man of god he loves his wife he loves his family but he was consistent in what he did it wasn't he he, he never second guessed when it came to like did I marry the right person? Did I not? He just said, I'm going to love this individual that's in front of me. Now, I know there's bad days, there's good days, all those kind of things. But he continued to take the next step. And we don't put a lot of value in that in our society anymore. It's it's the the guy who, the huge changes or, you know, tomorrow I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm gonna wake up and, you know, oh, everything's bad with my wife, so tomorrow I'm going to change it all. It's like, it can or, happen. you know, uh, uh, the conversations that I need to have with my kids, uh, I'm going to, tomorrow I'm just going to blast through the door and go, today is the day that everything changes. And it's like, no, those, I've not found much success from guys who, who, who continue in this journey by the the immediate snap of change and they go they go 90 degrees in the other direction right well and i would say even this like i I think about some of my friends who have overcome addictions of of whatever Mm -hmm. sort that is and they will tell you and aa will tell you and al-anon and everything will tell you you have like the key posture is this you are never over the battle and every day is a new start yeah every day is a new start yes and if you ever lose that posture that i am still an addict 
and today is the day that I can I could lose it all like yeah. this if I'm not yeah. careful. So today is the day I need to battle for. Um, and I think even with that 90 degree like shift from alcoholism or shift from yeah. heroin or whatever that shift is, that 90 degree shift may be immediate. Yes. But the, to, to maintain that shift is this consistent one step at a time, yeah. one step at yeah. a time. And, I, 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 you know, thinking about the gym, um, January is always a great time because everyone goes to the gym yeah. and they do everything and they blow themselves out and then they get injured and then they don't go back. And then six months, 12 months later, they're in the exact same spot or even worse than they were. And I think it's because we, we don't know how to fall in love with consistency mm. or we think consistency is found in the action, not what's behind that action. So, yeah. <laughs> Going back to <coughs> excuse coffin, me. huh? <coughs> Speaking of consistency, uh, going back to that gentleman who was married forty-five years. Yeah, you know, it's it's. He, I'd wager to bet, and having not talked to him, I don't know, but I'd wager to bet he's not consistent in the sense of every day I'm going to write my my wife a, a little note, right? Yeah, but. Because that's the action. But the posture behind that action is every day I need to show my wife how I love her. Yes. That's, that's consi- because that's going to take different forms over a generation or oh, 40, absolutely. 45 years. Absolutely. You know? And so I think, you know, when we're talking about consistency and the importance of that for the long haul, we have to remember it's not the specific action that's important. It's the posture behind that action that we have to learn how to be consistent in. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think even even creating that kind of culture in yourself, you know, when I first started uh, eating better, which again, I have not arrived. And that's the part that I love about this is I'm not like, oh, now I'm, well, it's not the part that I love about it, but it's the part that I continue to battle with is this idea that, when we first started this, he was like, you know what? Don't worry about this. Just don't eat, you know, just don't don't drink soda or right. don't eat the sweets. But that's it for now. And then from there, you know, work on eating more more protein and then do this. And so it was never like, okay, so tomorrow you need to go back to green. No, Whole30. We've talked about Whole30. We, you know, me and my wife have done Whole30 a lot. And, and I know we're using the, the diet example, but it's a perfect example of consistency to where just like you said earlier you said you know even in whole 30 you you have a bad meal it doesn't mean you stop it means you make the next meal better right you just focus on the next thing and so the value of being consistent is just us taking one step forward you know uh, i was reading you know i was reading limitations let me let me read this out as i was thinking about this that it says in lamentations 3 verse 22 it says the steadfast love of the lord never ceases his steadfast Steadfast, yeah. That's a great word. It is. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. So it's this idea of, man, it's, we may not see the immediate change. We may not see. So even, even in the midst, let, let, let's take marriages, for example. Things are on the rocks. So tomorrow, the next day is not just this. Now, there may be some immediate changes that need to happen, but it's more the idea of the consistency of, okay, tomorrow I'm going to show my wife that I love her. How do I get to do that? What is one thing I can do tomorrow to do that? Oh, I've, you know, uh, you know, the guy's listening. Hey, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time in the, you know, in the Bible. I don't, I don't, I don't read a lot. I don't, I don't pray a lot. Okay. Well, tomorrow wake up and do one thing different. Right. You, you had a really cool post on Facebook today. You asked the question. Yes, was, I did. And I'm trying to remember it. And, it and was like, what I would say is, what little thing can you do today 
that if you continue it will make a huge difference three months from now or yes. something along that line. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's what we're talking about is we're in love with the big step and we're in love with the big change. And the reality is those things are fleeting. Yeah. You know, um, and it's this this waking up every day and saying, OK, what's the small thing I need to do today and continue to do every day yeah. that over a long haul will make a huge difference. You, you talked about marriages. I, I think for me, um, maybe it's uh, you've lost connections with your kids. Yeah. You know, and the compulsion is because we're fixers is that, OK, I'm going to do a road trip with my kids and I'm going to put them in the car and we're going to reconnect over this 35 hour road trip. Right. OK, Clark. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> right. That's absolutely what it is. It's Clark. Not Kent. Clark Griswold. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and, and his whole, you know, things are horrible. So I'm going to have this amazing one time event. And and there's nothing wrong with that, per se. Oh. But if you really want to have a long term relationship with your with your kids, it's investing in that li- relationship every day. Something bit. small, just a little bit. Yeah. Noticing something different about your kid. You know, are they wearing a different set of shoes today? Um, are they, you know, uh, learning how to o- ask those open ended questions every yeah, day yeah, yeah. and being giving permission yeah. to Sometimes a kid will say uh, nothing, and you're like, okay, cool. But I'm going to ask this question every day because eventually you'll get to a point where you will want to answer it. Yeah. And, and so just realize I'm for you, and I need to show that to you every day. So somehow I have to figure out a small way to show you that I'm for you, not yeah. against you. And I truly want to bring life to you, not death. Well, that's it. Like I, it, it's it's not being overwhelmed right now with oh no, I'm so far behind. It's just it's taking one step. It's like when Nando said, hey, I'm I, his first step out of the plane. I have I don't even know where I'm going, but I'm going to take this step and I'm going to take the next step and I'm going to take one more step and I'm going to take one more step. And when it's down to that, even now, you might feel like you're drowning. And I love that God can redeem in the drowning time. In fact, here's some encouragement. This isn't the end, just like we read in Lamentations. God's mercies are new every morning. Every morning. So wherever we are, whatever we're doing, whatever situation you've just put yourself in, oh, no, I've got myself in debt, or, or man, um, me and my wife haven't talked in, in a month, or, or my kids hate me, or, you know, I, I find myself in a, in a no-win situation. There is a way to get out of this. God's mercies are new every morning. If God's word is true, then God is giving you a fresh start. Yes, there are things that we have to work on to work through. I mean, if we've made terrible decisions and there's, there's, there is a, a, you know, a legal ramifications, we begin to walk forward from that. Right. And we take one step. But looking at the whole picture can sometimes be so overwhelming. So slow it down. Take a breath. Realize that you have an opportunity to say, okay, today's a new morning. What is something I can do different? Like you said, what is something I can do different today to make a change for the future? But it's just one thing, and it's success. Right. At that point, well, you know, one of my, I read one of your posts, it was like, I'm going to give my husband a hug today, is what one of them was. Yeah, I, that's not my post. I know. Someone posted I know. that, Somebody on, posted my, that <laughs> on your post. Because I, I don't have a husband. Exactly. But anyways. So, 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 but this <laughs> idea of like, I'm going to go give my husband a hug, great, that's awesome. Like, that's one thing that, that has huge impact if you really think about that. In, in, in the realm of, okay, tomorrow I'm going to give my husband, you know, I'm going to give him a hug and then I'm going to say this or whatever. You just right. take a little step and we allow ourselves because in the midst of all of this battle, if you're a child of God, then God is still for you. Right. God is still on, got your back and he wants to see you succeed. God is not going up. This is it. This is what I created you for to be a complete failure. Right. That's not at all what he said. Right. So I think that's, that's, we need, that, that's the first step of, of this, that if we are his child, you have what it takes to begin to make the steps forward. So I would say an, another step would be um, identify those areas in life that are not what you hoped they would be or what you would mm, want them to be. Yeah. Right. And again, 
if you're honest with yourself, you're going to realize that that picture is probably overwhelming. Yeah. Because we are pretty good at messing things up and missing the mark. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's it's our fallen nature. It's original sin. Chalk it up to whatever you want to. But you will find multiple things in your life. When you face that, you will have this immediate reaction to say, it's too much. What difference can I make? My encouragement to you, step two, is identify one area. Yeah. You know, maybe it's finances. Maybe yep. your finances are out of control. Okay. And maybe it's because you use a credit card for lunch and you use a credit card at Starbucks and you use a credit card and you think it's just $3, but at the end of the month and you've done it a few hundred times, you know, it's, it's a thousand dollars and you're like, Oh no, I can't pay that yeah, back. No, no coffee right. is that is worth so, it. So, so, so identify that one area uh, in your life. Maybe it's a health thing. Maybe it's working out thing. Maybe it's taking a walk thing. Maybe it's a food thing, whatever it is, identify that one area and just put some Effort and energy, leverage some weight, lean into that one yeah. area yeah. consistently, making a little shift on a regular basis and see the difference it would make. And to, to really see that difference, like the shirt, the shirt hung in your closet for a long time. Yeah. And you didn't try it on every day. Nope. It was um, what, April, you got it back in December, January, February, March, four months. Yep. Okay. It wasn't until you put it on that you realized, oh my gosh things really have changed. Yes. And, and so finances, you know, maybe the practical step is to sit down and say, okay, my finances are out of control. Yeah. And I'm tired of putting stuff on the credit card. So step one is this. I'm going to leave the credit card at home. I'm not yeah. going to put it in my wallet. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to leave my credit card at home. And if I don't have cash for it, I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. Simple step. Do that for a week and you're not going to notice a difference. In fact, you're going to be pretty miserable because you didn't have your coffee <laughs> exactly. or you didn't have your lunch or you didn't do whatever, blah, yeah. blah, blah. If you don't write down that goal, if you don't write down like the reality of today, it's someplace that four months from now you can come back to and say, oh my gosh, that has made a huge difference. Yeah. That's the thing that we need, those, those four-month check-ins to realize, oh my gosh, I have come a long way and this consistency thing in a small way is making a difference. So yeah, now my finances yeah. are a little bit more in order than they were before, but my relationship with my wife is still out of control. So I'm going to start to leverage a little thing because now I, I'm in yeah, the yeah, pattern yeah. of caring yeah. for my finances. So now I'm going to start to get into a pattern of caring for my wife. Write down the reality of what the relationship with is with your wife today. Write down what the hopeful relationship is and then just do a little thing every day to make a difference and see in four months where you're at. And I'd yeah. wager to bet if you're consistent with it, you're going to be a lot closer to what you want that relationship with your wife to be than you were four months prior. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't we don't allow ourselves to have have uh, uh, benchmarks a lot of times. We don't benchmarks. To look that's back. the word that's, I was looking that's for. A, that's a good you go. word. You know, that's it, why you get paid the big bucks. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, I, I remember <laughs> going back to the to, to the workout thing. It's the, it's a great analogy of, you know, if if I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to take one day this year and I'm going to just kill it. <laughs> you would laugh and say, but it's like, but we, we say, okay, well, I'm taking my kids on a trip. They're good. And you're like, no, it's, it's the little stuff throughout the whole year right. that makes a huge impact. And so you make a step forward, one step at a time, one action. And then, you know, you really do see that, that in the midst of this, that, 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 that you, you are showing others the power of God as you, as you rest in God and go, God, I'm going to. I'm going to, I need your help with this. 
seek the Lord at this. But you show others the power of God even when you're drowning because God can still redeem this. It's still redeemable. You're breathing. God has, God has given you the hope within you to change because of the truth in his word that says, I'm for you. And you've got this. You know, uh, 2 Corinthians is another verse I was reading as I was thinking about this. 2 nice. Corinthians 10. And uh, it talks about, for in verses 3 to 5, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we're not waging war according to our flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but of divine power to destroy strongholds. So even those things that we think are are overwhelming God wants to destroy him and it says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ it may start with you going I need to change my thinking on this right because here's my thing there were times when I would when I work out and I would do well and then we'd have pizza on Friday and I'm like weekend's gone and, and then I would just Saturday you'd be like pancakes yes. donuts Sunday just, you'd be like let's go exactly and right. then then and Monday I'm like okay I'm back to my eating good and I'm like why is nothing changing it's like because I allowed a lie to dictate the rest the, the next step so wherever we are we can stop the next thing it's like no 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 you if you're addicted to something okay the next time it's not like, okay, I'm going to push it off, but it's like, okay, I failed right now, but that doesn't mean I have to fail in the next one. So I need to get help. What are the tangible things? If it is a true addiction, I need to seek help from somebody. And then from there, you make one step. No, I'm going to choose to not bring this with you. I'm going to choose to not look at that. I'm going to choose to, to look away when this, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever happens, I'm going to make a choice, a tangible choice, and then you act on it. And it's amazing when you begin to act on it, the victory you feel of, wait, I just did that. Right. And then you move forward in the next one and go, okay, I'm going to do this again. But it's like we take all of them and go, wait, so you're telling me for the next 37 years I can't do this? It's like, no, for the next minute you can't do this. Right. Hold that thought captive versus saying I failed. Because, again, if the same thing happened with, 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 with uh, Nando, he would have sat in that snow and said we're done. Right. But he didn't allow that. He, he said I'm going to take the next step. So first thing. Be reminded that God's mercies are new every day. Second yes. thing, create a benchmark, whatever that benchmark is, and be as honest as you possibly can with the reality that you're facing today and yes. what the preferred tomorrow would be. Third thing, mm -hmm. as I would say, um, get a partner. Yeah, get, get a partner. Get a piece of the, iron to sharpen yourself with. The reason why you are the way you are today is because someone saw and said, hey, I want to help you work out. That's mm -hmm. your partner. Right. Absolutely. Um, and uh, because your partner is invested in you and your health, you were able to show up when you didn't want to because you knew someone else was on yeah, the hook for that. He kept texting me. Hey, are you going to be there tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be there tomorrow. Uh, it's too early. Blah, blah, blah. But you did it. And so if, you, if you're serious about this little step, yeah, you know, that's going to make a huge difference over the long haul. You got to get a partner, get someone on board that you're honest with, someone on board that you're that you're being legitimate with and you give permission to to say, I give you permission to hold my butt accountable to this. Like, like jokes aside, you can rake me against the coals if it takes that to get me on board with this because I'm serious and I need to get this area of my life in order. You know, you see successful people, truly successful people, whether they have successful ministries or successful businesses. It all started it, generally. Um, I, I haven't met many people who... who who woke up one day and then, you know, cause we, we do live in a society now where, you know, I just, I just read a 24 year old won the lottery, you know, 786 million, whatever dollars. I will put a prediction on right now that will ruin his life. It possibly could. And so, and, and that's no indictment on him, but that's, that's the reality of that's not normal. Like that's not normal. And so when I mean that, like 
I don't mean that frustratingly. I'm saying don't don't take your situation and go, it's not going to happen overnight because the ones who I see who are successful have taken the step. And you, you look at their backstory. It's like the whole idea of the, you know, it's the proverbial um, uh, uh, ice, uh, what is it, the... Uh, Iceberg. The iceberg, where it's like you see like the 10%. Yeah, see that's so much. So you see like the 10%, but then right. underneath it is so much that allows that little piece to float above the water. Right. And and we see that, and we want to say, well, that's what that, that's where the success is. But it's everything else that build up to that So So in a, in a hedonistic, um, instant gratification culture, yeah. what we're really talking about is is learning that difficult skill called discipline. Yeah. Discipline. That's it. Um, there's a philosopher, and I forget who it was, um, but he said, be careful of unearned wisdom. Hmm. Be very, very cautious with unearned wisdom. And I think that's the same thing. Be cautious yeah. with unearned success or be cautious with unearned money because you can lie to yourself and say, ah, I've arrived instead of realizing, no, 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 no. It is a constant day in and day out battle. And it takes discipline yeah. to make the big changes or sustain the changes that are going to allow you to get where you believe or God says this is this is what I've designed you for. Yeah. This yeah. is what I've created you for. Yeah. Um, and so for myself, you know, the big thing is um, I have this routine that every morning I'm like, I've got to wake up in such a way that I can do this routine. Prayer time, writing them down, a little bit of scripture time, and then just thinking. Yeah. I, I need to have time to just think. Right. Yeah. And when I'm disciplined with that, my life is 110 degrees different than when I'm undisciplined with that. Yeah. You know, and so that's I guess, man, that's our heart. As we yeah, wrap absolutely. up this conversation is this man, God's got great plans for you. You probably will look at parts of your life and go, man, this is not where I wanted it to be. Yeah. And uh, guess what? Your life's not over. God's riches and mercies are new every single day. Yeah. So give it to God. Remember who you are and take that next step. We believe in you. I know God believes in you. So take those steps. Take care, guys. Love you. And um, as always, check us out at uh, knownlegacy.org. Um, you can follow us on uh, the YouTubes. And uh, if you have questions or comments, uh, info at knownlegacy.org. Have a great day. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.